Welcome to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. Join our various gaming groups as we play the 5th Edition of Dungeons & Dragons. And maybe just hang out and chat about gaming in general. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here. And Kelly. And we are getting ready for 2023. What the heck happened to 2022? Uh-huh. We blinked. Phew, it went by too fast. Lots of lots of lots of speed bumps that did not slow the year down. <laughs> <laughs> but we survived. That's the good thing. <laughs> hey, don't, knock on some wood. It's not yeah. over yet. We still got a we still got a couple weeks. <laughs> so uh, one thing I want. <laughs> One thing I wanted to do for the podcast, because unfortunately D&D Journey of the Fifth has been so quiet lately, because just so many cancellations and everything. Heck, even tonight our Whispers of the Sith game that we play on Twitch got canceled because of health and health and life. Oof, health and life. It's been a rough year. Yep. I know I already made another player frown because... Uh, Last weekend, when our Star Wars game got canceled, I totally shared this meme going around where it's the Lord of the Rings of, and you have my sword. And it, you know, it says, GM, getting the group together for the next game session. You have my sword. You have my bow. But then there's Gimbley saying, I'm not available that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but we, we gamers know that the schedule monster is the worst aggro of them all. It what? is the big bad evil. <laughs> and this time of the year, it's hard, too, because, of course, you know, you have the holidays coming up. So, you know, family. Um, but it's been uh, health-wise, you know, man, with the, the bad flus and stuff going around, mm-hmm. things are back. <laughs> it's It's like, oh, nope, sorry, they're sick. Nope, nope, sorry, you know. <laughs> Yep, so make sure you are taking care of yourself if you are, are playing in person. And if you're social social distance gaming, that's that's even better, even though it's never as fun as gaming in person. Mm. Speaking of gaming in person, we have uh, next month, we'll be starting the new Scion uh, game for Ragnarok and Roll. Sweet. Yep, going to be the third Sunday of the month. We'll get some gaming on, record as much as we can. See what we got going there. So, uh, and ironically what? enough, this time my character is not of the Acer Pantheon; <laughs> it's of the Greek. <laughs> I know. I'm still waiting for everyone to chime in of who they're picking. I'm like, now just because it's Ragnarok and Roll, Scion Hero to God podcast, you don't have to stay in the Acer Pantheon. 
Nope. I mean, it's just that that's one that we're all more comfortable with because there's mm-hmm. so much good fiction going out there yeah. and so many recorded myths out there that, you know, easy to tap into. Yeah. But, and there's also the, but uh, for the Scion, uh, they do have the companion mm-hmm. one that opens it up to some of the others, like the Celestial Bureaucracy. Yes, I can say the word bureaucracy, you know, uh, the Tuatha de Danon, um, I'm not overly fond of the <laughs> the American one. I think it's just America. utterly ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> see, see, when it comes to the American pantheon, which is Johnny Appleseed, Johnny Ironside, Uncle Sam, Uncle Come Sam, on. I, I, I prefer to see that as like in American gods and the fiction, how the gods reinvent okay. themselves for new places. Like Thor could totally be John Irons. John John Steele or John Ironside? Uh, uh, the railroad guy. Yeah. Um, I don't see it as him. Maybe Hephaestus. I'll I don't see, see Thor. I could totally see him as being a scion of Thor, you know. Yeah. Big hammer, will travel. But, but, uh, but, yeah. but I will have to throw it out there. Uh, we will be playing first edition scion. But I am totally going to mine all of the juicy, good second edition science stuff that has come out because they've got lots of great books for second edition. It's just that our core gaming group prefers first edition's rules, which are the old White Wolf rules, mm-hmm. not the storyteller or story. I forgot exactly what they called them. It's like the storyteller's system, something like that that Onyx Press is doing since they've uh, gotten the the IP. So they've got lots of great material. I mean, they have tons of cool material, a lot more Pantheons out there, so we could totally use those and then just use it in first edition, which is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like merging a... of the two is, is, is a good, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I just or... like, some of them. Now, are you going to take the battle wheel from the second one or the first one? Uh, the battle wheel ceases to exist in the second one. So yeah, we're totally, are we still... we're totally going to use the battle wheel and the game mechanics from the first one and then just sprinkle in what we like from second edition. Like in second edition, technically, if you play the setting as is, the gods are known by the general populace. So there's no more the mist that keeps the supernatural hidden. But what happens to fate binding then? It gets kind of muddy, but they've got a whole new mechanic for it. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're totally using first edition rules, so we don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Excellent. To which you want to be careful where the fate binding is because it can either help you or hurt you. (laughs) That's true. You could have a dumpster following you. How is this dumpster? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who knew that waste management was actually a scion of the Aztec goddess of filth? Yeah. The guy keeps dropping it off wherever the player's going to be because that's <laughs> fate. Well, no, what it is is it's supposed to be transferred to a different location. But for some reason, the destination code changed. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, for for that game, the concept's going to be that uh, we're we're totally going to mine some of our favorite TV shows like Warehouse 13 and The Librarians, where uh, the group is going to be going out solving mythic mysteries and possibly reliving moments in history because, you know, I totally – you like – dropping that on you guys i loved that one where we did a scion version of battle of the bulge mm-hmm. because you know everybody likes hitting nazis just saying <laughs> <laughs> and uh more importantly the important mission of the game is to recover powerful magic uh, mystical artifacts and relics and keep well, them out of the hands of those who would use it for nefarious purposes mm-hmm. while fall uh <laughs> Dealing with supernatural threats of the Titan spawns. And yay, I get to play my hacker character. <laughs> uh, my hacktivist. Your hacktivist. <laughs> Just what every scion needs is a, a Hermes scion who is a hacktivist. <laughs> I totally sense you'll be going for one of those cool things like your computer always has internet access or your cell phone has access. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Because, you know, since first edition came out, the, the world has changed a lot. Yeah, that's true. I, I will have to review it um, and maybe tweak some of my uh, um, boons and uh, stuff. Because uh, I had set the character up, but I hadn't gotten a chance to use her. So I even wrote a backstory. I love the backstory. Um, she's fun. Just to give you a uh, little little hint there, it came out in 2007. Yeah. Hero came out in 2007, Demigod 2008, God 2009, and then Ragnarok in 2010. It's, it's been some time. Yeah, although one thing that uh, I wouldn't mind a j- tweaking uh, uh, with the original is because you only had that hero, demigod, god. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't give you a whole lot of levels, uh, you know, to, to level up kind of thing. But One thing that 2nd Edition did to kind of kibosh that and give you more options is they actually have... The Scion Origins, which is Podunk Humans, so you can make your character human level and then boost to Hero once you've had your visitation, then boost to Demigod once you've gotten some cool thing that you've done. Because in 2nd Edition, they actually list out that the character has to come up with, before they become a Demigod, what their story arc is to get to Demigod status and what they're the god of. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was an interesting change about because it's basically getting your char- your players to write more of their characters' fiction. You know, are they subverting or supplanting a god that's already there, or are they coming up with something that's like in their pantheon, not something taken up yet? And I will totally give Second Edition credit; they have so many more mythic places. You know, the uh, different, you know, god realms and things that you can go to. And they did write out a lot more of the underworlds, which is nice. Excellent. And I will also throw out there the first edition books are really hard to get a hold of. And thankfully... Very hard. Thankfully, there are a few actually popping up there that's actually priced at a realistic price. and What, not $300? Yep, not that stupid Amazon price where someone had all three books for $300 each. And it's like, ugh, who would do that? 
Yeah. I would tell everyone to go to Drive Through RPG and buy the PDFs there. Unfortunately, they don't have the rights to print it since White Wolf is debunked as a company, unfortunately. But they do have the rights to the PDF, which is good. And I will totally throw it out there that uh, relics are the best thing ever with Scion. <laughs> yes. So we'll be starting on the third Sunday of January, the first game, and then we'll probably start uh, posting those episodes, the, I'm thinking, probably the first Thursday of February. Because we're going to record as much as we can in an in-person game, because you got to wow. play Scion in person. That's too many dice to worry about dice pools on Roll20. As much as I like Roll20, Scion doesn't really tr- play well on Roll20 as, as much as I'd like. Lots of extra clicking on the, on the webpage. Yeah, and it was it's really weird to set up and stuff, too. It's super, it's super quick to make a character sheet, but then when you actually do anything and have to pick what skill and characteristic are being combined you got to do the drop down but it hides what you need behind the drop down and it's just a pain in the butt besides it gives us excuse to have an in-person game yeah and that way i can do my hand gestures which i'm doing right now Uh, yeah because we can see that yep (laughs) so speaking of other game we have the iron kingdoms D&D fifth edition game that we'll be starting excellent we have four of the five players so far. We still have on the Patreon page a seat open for one more player. Have an interesting group so far with an alchemist, a pair of elves that are both basically Russian mafia. <laughs> one is a warcaster, which will have a basically pet steam jack, which is a steam-powered walking wall of metal that eventually she'll probably be equipping out with guns and stuff, which will be ridiculous for a outlaw campaign. We got a uh, human alchemist over there, right? 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 Yep. What, what details you got there? Uh, well, uh, um, I have decided that she's going to be of the. Uh, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it. Sing, Singar. Uh, Signarin. Signarin. Yep. Yeah, Signarin. Um, uh, human, uh, with a. Uh, um, Aristocrat, secret identity. Deceptive aristocrat. Yeah. So. And we'll be getting uh, Christopher joining us, which would be awesome. Oh, cool. Yep. That's why Saturday morning got picked. It's the first Saturday of the month, which is the only Saturday he has free. So he will be playing a Trollkin Bard Fellcaller. Ooh. Which are big scary bars that are trolls that regenerate, but they're but they're socially acceptable trolls, you know, less likely. <laughs> and socially acceptable. <laughs> and apparently known for blowing out windows and eardrums and organs with their voice. So your group will be a very scary group of outcasts until they're not a very scary quiet group of outcasts. The the these. These criminals will, once they, they pull the trigger on noise, have a giant steam man running down the street and a giant trollkin bellowing at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and oddly enough, even though the most of you guys have some criminal background to make up for no class criminal background, nobody has actually taken the rogue or the uh, criminal career So path. hold it, then we have two alchemists? 
You have one alchemist, okay, which is you, who took the deceitful noble background. We have a warcaster, which is basically a mystic caster that builds things. Think totally think Iron Man with magic. More importantly, she builds. 10-foot robot mechanical men that eat tons of water and coal for a living. And she can basically command it with her mind and do buff spells on people and machines. Cool. Then we have David's character who's going to go with a elf as well. Also a basically Russian mafia is the background. It's going to be good because two of your four members so far cannot be ambushed by humanoids in a street fight. Well, that is nice. So your two paranoid mafiosos constantly have their eyes open waiting to get shanked from prison. That's totally their background's ability. <laughs> and uh, he's going to be a uh, gunfighter. He hasn't picked whether it's pistols or rifles. So he's going to be strictly a fighter with firearms. Because, of course, in Iron Kingdoms, it is a gunpowder-friendly setting. It's one of the only few ones that I put up with firearms in my D&D. Because usually I hate guns in my D&D. But you do, you do know, since you played that one one shot we did, I love the gun mage. I mm-hmm. do. Totally reminds me of uh, some of the old animes I used to watch. Where the, the Outlaw Star, where the guy's got the caster bullets, where he shoots magic bullets that do different tricks. It's totally cool. And then we've got uh, the Trollkin, big seven-foot-tall, big, tough guy who's a battle bard. So he'll be getting in trouble. So you've got him and the Steam Jack as your tanks and the other three of you guys messing stuff up. But again, like I said, fifth seat is still open. If somebody wants to jump in Patreon on that conversation, say, I'll take it. And I would totally love if they made themselves a gobber rogue. <laughs> because gobbers are the cutest thing ever in that game. I know they're just not cute enough for you. Well, you know, it's like they're they're like a cross between uh a they're they're kind of closer to they're not like the goblins in D&D, the regular D&D. They're more like they're more like wows goblins and gnomes had a baby yeah like exactly they're 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 like a uh, cross between the two i mean i can totally hear gobbers talking with the with the world of warcraft accent and chomping on a cigar (laughs) i can totally see that (laughs) i mean one of the things they do in the game because of course iron kingdoms is a rpg based on a tabletop war game is you take rats and you fill them up with explosive black powder by basically letting them eat it. And then you throw them and blow them up. <laughs> yeah, because that's just, you know, good planning. <laughs> one of these days when, you're, when your gunfighter is shooting rats just out of habit, one in 20 will be full of black powder. Just warning you. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> and uh, one nice thing when it comes to Iron Kingdoms is they have a, a, a shtick where you pick your party's group thing and of course this time you guys are outlaws so you are going to get to pick a hideout which i kind of rolled on some of the the shenanigans for your group and your hideout will consist of a meeting area an admin office sleeping chambers holding cell and several secret exits but it's based on the fact that uh, your hideout let me find it in my notes here 
is your gang's hideout is an abandoned warehouse, scrapyard, or industrial building whose former owners vanished during the claiming. And that's that's in game history time five years ago when hell basically came a call in to get two thirds of souls on the surface of the planet. Okay then. Yeah, they came a couple a couple centuries early, but they decided to come and call their uh, marker and for all the souls they were promised to give the humans magic. Stupid humans. Stupid humans. And of course, you know, a bunch of people died. If you play the tabletop game, they actually came out with weekly updates on on the Twitter page of, and now this city is at war and this is the new faction set up because they let all the factions that used to hate each other work together. Cause when demons are opening portals and invading, you work together. It's totally <laughs> not a ripoff of Le- Legion from world of Warcraft when it happened. <laughs> See, I got to give wow credit cause the Legion came out first, like two years before. So, Totally made me feel like when Legion happened, you have the random portals opening up and demon invaders coming and push your people to teleport away. So it's it's going to be a fun game. Basically, it's a nice where we're based on the Five Fingers, which is the ports of scum and villainy, which it seems like we have a motif there that we stick to those places. Well, they they tend to allow for multiple types of characters. Um so you get a bit more mm-hmm. you so you if you have a character that wants to be a little more on the uh say less um legal side of things but you still have others you know it, it allows the party to have a li- little more uh leeway for legally, different types of characters no legally. Uh, on the plus side, your outlaw group's going to have a bunch of accomplishments they need to do to get themselves boop, booped up. Because when you start, you're going to have a handful of level zero minions. So basically, it's just the local street kids, that kind of stuff. I'm totally going to let you guys name them so your GM doesn't have to come up with all these N- NPCs. But uh, something that you're going to be thinking about as a group to, to bump up your level from just being local hoods is you're going to want to destroy a rival gang and claim its territory or breaking someone out of prison because that's always street cred. <laughs> and then if you pull off a heist and steal an item worth at least a thousand gold or hijacking, and I'm thinking our bard's going to do this because, by the way, his background is totally pirate, hijack a steamboat, train, or miracle military vehicle. And I'm sure the steamboat's probably going to be what you're going to pick. And I'm sure you're totally going to tell me when I ask you all and we have our group session zero going on that your area is right on the end of the shoreline. So boats would be perfect, right? (laughs) Because once you steal the steamboat, the last thing you can do to bump up your credit is to smuggle illegal goods worth a thousand gold. So if you steal the boat and then you can steal the illicit goods and, you know, just saying – it's nice to be able to be on a small island, steal shit, put it on your boat, drive towards not stolen shit. <laughs> and of course, there's a super benefit that when you guys hit level three, if you've earned enough uber renowned, that uh, you guys then upgrade from a local hood to a criminal outfit. And then that, huh. that improves that, uh, criminal info that you guys can get so you can cash in gold to get info. 
and you get protection racket that the local vendors will provide you with a hundred gold in protection money each month. Ah. And when you recruit folks, your up and coming criminals seek your gang out to prove their worth. You gain one D four criminal hirings hirelings that you can use to gather information, shake down businesses, or take the fall for your crimes. Well, if we're gonna have a port side one, it'll be nice if somebody has harbor folk as their background. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's that's what the pirate's going to be nice. See, I was thinking harbor folk would be a good one because you always can catch a boat ride somewhere. But only one person went with the background for uh, water, which is our pirate. I almost went harbor folk, actually. But I thought that the, you know, the secret identity aristocrat, you know, would have been more fun for an alchemist. And also because then... Yeah, it just made sense that they would have more access to certain materials and stuff um, if they had, you know, here's some rich kid that, um, you know, got into alchemy, but like likes the more dangerous side of it. <laughs> I know when, when you finally pick what formulas and stuff you want, I'm interested to see which ones you go with because I'll have to totally make sure that uh... – the adventure requires those things for one and two alchemical components are expensive <laughs> i mean steam jacks are no no cheap thing i mean uh lexi's gonna have to be stealing tons of steam and water just to keep her jack in operation because it's cute when they they run out of steam they start taking points of exhaustion because they're tired well we can hopefully work together to secure you know, mm-hmm. I know uh, with regents. our <laughs> with our gunfighter, they're proficient in their gun gunsmithing kit. So three of the four of you so far will have the ability to produce things. So your first couple heists are totally going to be to steal materials, if nothing else. <laughs> I could, but of course, <laughs> I could just see your alchemist outside the local alchemist, the Golden Crucible shop, shaking your cup and saying. Hey, buddy, can I get a drop of our chemical components from you? <laughs> yes, by the way, I'll totally throw it out there at level two. I'm working on a uh, total heist where you get to rob the alchemist shop while the alchemist is running off to the doctor. Okay. Uh, wonder what hurt him to make him run off to the doctor. Dun, dun, dun. And... Uh, <laughs> I will also throw out there, I did post for the Superhero Saturday morning game, by the way. So I know Christopher and Scott, I think, have commented on the Patreon post for, for that they would like to play. But the dealio is they want to be heroes. No gr- gritty 90s and 80s anti-heroes, which, which I agree with. It's, it's totally meant to be the whole superhero thing. Yeah, and, and I... I, I totally support that because it's like when you have a game and it's like, yeah, we're going to be, you know, law, you know, we're, you know, and then <laughs> you have corrupt. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought we were supposed to be the, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of, you know, kind of kiboshes. The exactly. Idea. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. I thought we were supposed to be heroes. We're doing what? <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, Alignment the concept shift. changes. 
<laughs> Everybody, shift to the left. Yeah, um, I think we need to redo the alignments. <laughs> That's just always fun when it happens, so right? Alignment no. slips? <laughs> it's ne it's never fun. <laughs> then you have to say, um, remember what you were playing? Yeah. So, uh, speaking of superheroes, by the way, I will totally throw out Guardians of Justice on Netflix. It is a messed up show. It's totally the, they started as heroes and ended up as anti-heroes by the end. And totally the closest Justice League ripoff I've ever seen. I mean, they actually go out of their way to make the point that they're doing it. I love it. <laughs> so you get to the very last episode and then they're basically explaining why the pre episode before things went so crazy. I don't you know. know. It sounded pretty dark when you were telling me. Oh about yeah, it. I mean, it's it's you you think superheroes, and then like twenty minutes in, you're like, okay, this is. And we're dark. watching Watchmen. <laughs> hey, that's that's how I propositioned uh, Guardians of Justice to you. It's literally Justice League meets Watchmen, only darker. But yeah, it's a Watchmen. It's a superhero move. Let's take the kids. No, don't take the kids. <laughs> Uh, I still remember when I had a coworker do that, and I'm like, dude, I, could, I told you to go see it yourself. Baby, take the wife, but you probably want to go with the bros and go see it. You know, you don't want to sit there with the wife watching it because you could just be like, ooh, what happened here? We watched it. Ow. Yep. And, and and the whole time a face was made going, what? What? Oh, my God. They're going there. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yep, they went there. <laughs> Who knew that year? Blue Phallix sold fifty <laughs> plus fifty percent that year. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> so uh, we have lots of fun stuff starting up in January. Uh, over the next three months or so, between now and spring, I'm going to be wrapping up a lot of games. So that's that's going to be fun to see how that happens when I tell people, spend all your experience. <laughs> he really means it. Or when I say, no, seriously, let's get to the story here. Let's let's bump. Let's bump the story forward here. Because it's, it's, it's by, by, by March, we're, we're wrapping things up. So we'll have two months to, you know, three months-ish. Because we got that Wawa Westcon break coming up in March. That's going to be fun. Yes. Going to be having it at Casino del Sol instead of Old Tucson, which would be very, very interesting to see how things go. But so many of our friends who are working with the con are, are so excited and trying to not tell us stuff by telling us stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's always that great thing when you're seeing your friends and you're excited because you're like, I know a thing, but I can't tell you anything. <laughs> But I know a thing. Well, and it's an interesting theme, you know, Roaring Twenties, which, you know, interesting because not necessarily the 1920s. <laughs> and technically, we're still in the Victoriana steampunk era there if you're in the 1920s. I mean, some mm -hmm. people are doing the 1620s. That's the Edwardian. I'm, I'm trying to do some timey-wimey steampunk <laughs> stuff. But hey, there's no such, you know, I, I have, I had plans. Until I injured my wrist, I had plans. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, on a, on the long list of, of medical issues this year, you ruined your dominant hand. Yes. 
And there's nothing worse than me saying you should use your right hand for that whenever I can because I'm evil. <laughs> and I'm a meanie butt. Yes, yes. It, uh, earlier you probably heard me say, oh, yep, that was <laughs> That was her Ow. reaching for a drink with her left hand. <laughs> stop it. It's so hard not to. I know, but stop it. <laughs> and uh, this this Friday we'll be doing our first episode of our Genesis Weird West. We still have to come up with a title for like everything. True. Our Kingdoms needs a title, probably your gang's name, whatever we pick when we finally have session zero. Um, the superhero one, I'm thinking just calling it Saturday Morning Superheroes. Probably super easy that way. Yep. Totally stick with the classic 70s Spider-Man superhero vibes. I think we... it also will help reinforce the 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 way you want to go with mm-hmm. we're heroes, not <laughs> not the anti-heroes. Exactly. But it's quicker to shoot them, Batman. <laughs> And then we have the scion. We have to come up with what we want the name. Probably like, uh, remember before we were talking reliquary or something mm-hmm. like that? Because since the the arch, the big arch on the scion game is that you'll be trying to find the relics necessary to lock the titans back up. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, even the gods don't know where those are right now. Because, you know, when you have a garage sale, you lose shit. When you move a couple times, you lose shit, you know. And when your kids are constantly stealing your toys, you lose even more stuff. Just ask <laughs> so many parents and their PlayStations, you're saying. <laughs> and one of the fun things, too, is going to be that uh, think of how many relics change through the generations, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like uh, um, descriptions or uh, interesting uh, interpretations. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could even say from a certain point of view, Thor has Molnir, but his Scion son's big damn giant Bane handgun has a sliver of Molnir as the firing pin on the hammer. So in theory, you could say that that is an extension of Molnir. How many other relics out there have used bits and pieces of, of relics? Hmm. Just a just a thought there. So lots of fun stuff. And by the way, I totally need to come up with a name for this segment because we need to start doing more around the table chats because we totally were going to do that, but then we didn't do that. So we need to either call this chatting around the table or around the table chat, something like that. I was thinking. Okay. So totally take your feed your feedback. Because if you say it's stupid, I'll be all butthurt. No, I'm not going to say it's stupid. I'm just trying to think of, uh, I mean, like all of a sudden, just like uh, Roosevelt's fireside chats, you know, (laughs) (laughs) popped into my head, you know, that type of, you know. So you're saying dice side chats? (laughs) Um, hmm. Hey, that could be a good one. I haven't heard that one used either. Yeah. I mean, there's so many podcasts I listen to, and I'm like, I want to make sure I don't copy anybody else's stuff. That 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 is a good point. Mm-hmm. So dice side chats, huh? I kind of like that. Okay, dice side chats. Adding it to my notes, so when I edit this, I know what to put on top of it. See that 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 that's why I keep you around. It's my idea team. 
<laughs> I mean, it's also that you're the only one that showed up to game night tonight, but hey. <laughs> hey, it's like <laughs> lots of things are going on. So anything for you? You got anything to talk about? Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Cyan game because it's been a while. One that I still would kind of like to, you know, uh, go back to at some point in the future would be the uh, Dresden Files um, oh, Fate yeah. style <laughs> game, you know. I know. I am a huge fan of the fate system and the fact that it, it is one of those, even if you just do regular fate, not the new accelerated one, which basically just is fate cut down a little, you still get so many fun things that you can come up with. You can come up with a game literally on the fly with fate, which is nice. Well, and, and the world building together, you know, uh, you know, it's very intriguing that you can do that. Of course, Sometimes like and it's great when everybody is like when they're they're vibing off each other and listening and stuff. And then you get that one person who just like does what like, wait a minute, that that sounds like a completely different game. When somebody throws out pineapple for the pizza order. Yeah. <laughs> but only one of us likes pineapple. Yeah. So it's like um, uh, you have to, you know, be careful. But. It's fun, and and also you can craft more individualized characters, I think, sometimes. True. I mean, the Dresden Files does an amazing (laughs) job of making Session Zero completely organic and natural. One thing I really love with their style is when you're having the GM and the players, because the GM is one of the players that that starts with Mm -hmm. Session Zero, you all are picking the big interesting things in the city together so that way your GM doesn't have to talking head you information. Mm-hmm. So that way, like, I'll, I'll throw it out there for Iron Kingdoms. On the Roll20 page, I've got tons of documents and maps and things like that to let you guys read if you opt to read because if you don't opt to read, you're obviously being a non-local who doesn't know better, and that's okay too. But so that way you get the info dump of what the setting is, what the flavor is, what you should expect. So that way you don't get that, that uh oh moment when you commit it to something that in your head canon makes perfect sense. But everyone else at the table is looking at you like, what? what? <laughs> the eyebrow up and the quizzical, th- like, huh? <laughs> like, you know, just to throw out there, that shark picture that you saw that you were terrified I was throwing at the high seas shenanigan group. Oh, I know. That was, that, I'm like, no, 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 and, no, no, no. In Iron Kingdoms, there's this great megalodon shark that's all biomechanical out. So it's got literally a wood chipper on its lower jaw and it's got steam pipes coming out its back. This is what happens when you let gobbers get a corpse of a shark and turn it into a submarine. That's just nasty. Yep, but no, that's not being used in our classic Pirates D&D game of high seas shenanigans, which we totally need to get together with that group, too. Life has been hard on all of our gaming groups. Now, of course, the question is, are we going to be wrapping up high seas shenanigans and Daggers of Freeport in March? Or should we wait till midsummer? Uh, or should you summer. slap me in the face and say, don't I dare? <laughs> Deck as a free port should not end, period. Boom. Okay. That, that's totally an option. 
I was just just figuring I'd throw it out there. It's too no no you can't. But but you need to get me your vote for high seas whether it should wrap up in, in the beginning of summer, or if we should uh, keep on going. Keep on going. Ah, spoken of like a player who's invested their character and their cash into a world, gotten their boat built up, gotten we their have, skill up. We have so many like different, you know, uh, <laughs> possible directions to take it in. I mean, we've created some some enemies. We, <laughs> you know, I think that they they can go for for greater distance. Okay. I mean, one of the big things is I got to get podcasts in those episodes because we got a lot of those episodes backed up that didn't get podcasts. Oh. Of course, we also had technical difficulties when the computer died and some stuff yeah. may have been lost. No. I'm still surfing through files and stuff since the hard drive died. Yeah. But like thankfully, there's a backup here. who has most of it. So, yeah, there's there's the human flesh and the mechanical flesh was weak this year. Mm-hmm. That's a good description of it. Yes. Because things happened. But on the plus side, we're, we're, we're going into the Christmas season. We're almost at Yule. We just passed the start of Hanukkah. Everything should be good the rest of the year. Apparently the dogs are having a good time. Yep, there we go. Yeah. Everyone is being healthy and wealthy and making sure to... Uh, uh I would take out that last one. <laughs> <laughs> well, wealthy is we have more than a dollar in our pocket, so I count that as wealth. We're making the rent. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the electricity that, is still hey, on, so that we is can get a, <laughs> that is a serious. <laughs> that in itself is pretty impressive. These the days. lights are still on, so we can keep podcasting. Yeah. And uh, I know I've said it a time or two, but definitely hit the Patreon site. You don't have to be a supporter to hit the Patreon site and see the stuff we have for everybody there. But a lot of times we're posting stuff there because, uh, A, the creativeplanpodcastnetwork.com website is currently down. And we can post stuff there that Facebook won't let us post Mm because, unfortunately, Facebook is the devil and the algorithms are even worse. So when we post stuff, even less people get to see it. So yeah. that's where we post our streaming schedules. Hey, unless you pay lots and lots and lots of money. <laughs> oh, no. We have friends who have businesses on Facebook. When you pay them money, you they only share it to the people who already like your stuff. Yeah. See, so. Yes. Never pay. Never yeah. pay to play on Facebook. And I, I, like I said, you know, Facebook, mm-hmm. you know my opinion. Mm-hmm. But if you're interested in jumping in on some games, definitely I'm going to be posting this Thursday some more Tuscan 49 po- panels that we went to. A lot of folks were liking the uh, Looking for Inspiration one from last week because it comes from a bunch of different writers with different ideas of where to get your ideas. And that's always hard, especially for like players with characters and you know GMs that are just like, uh, I got nothing for a game. What am I going to do? I got two hours to go. What movie am I shamelessly shaving off the serial numbers to and plopping in front of my <laughs> players today? I prefer to call it an homage. <laughs> <laughs> and as a GM, I will totally throw it out there. Running games like that is stressful at the uptick. But once you've got the players rolling in it and enjoying themselves, it's a lot easier on yourself because you give yourself more free form. 
Whereas a lot of times you're, you're pigeonholed if you have something written in advance. On the plus side, if you're also streaming or podcasting that, you can go back and re-listen to what you did and say, oh yeah, I meant to do that all the time and write that down in your, your, your GM's Bible. Because if not, you'll totally forget those things. And your players will totally say, didn't you tell us what hangar bay that they're supposed to be in? And then you have to scroll up and look at the notes. <laughs> and you're like, wow, some smart GM actually posted that hangar bay in the notes and then totally forgot that he did so. Yeah, and, and that one of the players was paying attention. Damn players paying attention. Why are you taking doing that? notes? Why are you taking notes and paying attention? <laughs> As I say to the woman who has a notebook so definite that she uses different colors for different characters. <laughs> Ironically enough, not for that game though. <laughs> yeah. That's the one game and especially with this short run because you know, we haven't heard from CJ in a while when he was supposed to come back because this is supposed to be just a, Well, he said a few months. This is supposed to just be a three-month little one-shot. And then y'all enjoy playing evil Star Wars characters. Because, by the it's way, if you, if you haven't guessed it, we're talking about the uh, Whispers of the Sith campaign. I absolutely adore playing my psychotic little murder bot. BT the murder droid. BT, BT. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Skippy. <laughs> and I got to admit, everybody's jumped into a nice <laughs> synchronicity, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know that if it's close enough, BT will blow it up. If it's far enough, our sniper will shoot it. If it's close enough, our Wookiee or our Sith Lord will rip it to pieces. And now we have a bounty hunter with a big-ass rifle who covers the spread between close to far, and she's got a flamethrower. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, those are just incendiary missiles that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Though I will say I was watching some Star Wars on Disney Plus on the animated stuff, and I saw the saddest thing. A young teenage Twi'lek with one of her Laku shot off. Aww. She had this stumpy old Laku at, like, chin level. It was it was sad. Aww, that is sad. So uh, I'm pretty sure I, I'm, I'm tapped out. Are you tapped out? You got anything else you want to squeeze for the juice? <laughs> that just sounds so wrong. That's no, why I sound right I, I in think, my head. <laughs> I think we, you know, covered the initial topic sufficiently. All right. So thank you for joining us, guys, for the very first Dice Side Chats. Or is it, is it chats or is it chat? I would say chats because they're going to be more than one okay so the very first dice side chat we have a title now look at that it just came together on its own i love that and uh we'll definitely be posting on the creative plan podcast network the tuscon 49 stuff if it is game related which i still totally have to go back and re-listen to what i did for the next two because i've totally forgotten because i slept since then and work work's been hard Yes. Yes. If it's game related, I will totally drop it on the D&D Journey of the 5th Edition since, you know, if it's game related. If it's not game related, it totally stays down on Creative Plane Podcast Network. Because that way it's not disrupting the D&D fans. Because we're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see. I totally need to bring up my calendar real quick. Good thing I'm sitting at the, the electronic pocketbook here. 
So this is totally going to be posted on the 22nd. So we will have one more episode before after this before the new year. Ah. So everybody have a great Christmas if you do Christmas. Have a great rest of Hanukkah if you do Hanukkah. If you do Kwanzaa, have a great Kwanzaa, which I can totally say next episode because we're still got time for that. But whatever happy holidays you have, please have a great safe holidays. Make sure you get some gaming in. If you can't game in person, jump on Roll20. There are plenty of looking for groups there. There are a couple other higher GM sites. You know, totally keep an eye on the Patreon page to see if I do any one-shot games, because if we get three or more players, we can do that one-shot. A lot of times we only get, like, two people, and we're all just like, meh, we'll we'll hang. (laughs) Especially for the late-night ones, we just get on and (laughs) chit-chat. But uh, definitely check it out. Tomorrow night is Dungeons and Dread. They're going to be finally running into a vampire. It's been like pulling fangs to get them to a vampire. <laughs> but they're totally going to walk into a trap with a vampire. I'm just saying. So, so dun, keep an dun, eye out for that. Duh. <laughs> and you should have said spoiler alert. <laughs> Shh. This is going to be posted the day after that episode. So ah. that episode will be out already on Twitch to watch. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, this one will be coming up the day after. So, you know, the conicalness of time, I guess, would be the way you'd say that. What's some Doctor Who-y words to use? Um, I'm not as much of a Whovian as you are. Um, That just means it's made up words. (laughs) You know, timey-wimey-ness. Timey-wimey, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty guys, we are, we are definitely brain fried from work, but talking about gaming is a good thing. And, uh, I think we should wrap it up there. Alright. Alright guys, have a great night. Thank you for listening and, uh, definitely keep an eye out on Facebook or Twitter. I think we're doing Instagram now. I think Facebook now does that. Who knows? And then definitely the podcast. Alright guys. Have a great holiday season, and please stay warm because everybody's cold and wet out there right now. Oh, yes. All right. Bye, guys. Good night. Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition, a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Please follow us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cppn to never miss a show or stream. 